Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bing bong, bing, bing bong, I have a cold, bing back. bong. You're not We're feeling back. too crash hot, but that's okay because we love content more than we love our own health. <laughs> we do. Look, hello, this is Suggestible Podcast. I'm Claire. James is here also. We're married. What up, dog? And I'm hoping I don't have COVID. I don't think I do. You probably don't. We're COVID free in Victoria currently. Oh, well, hopefully, unless mm. it's me has could started you. You could it. could be the... Uh, yeah, zero. could be. Or it's more likely mm. that I went on boozy boozing on Saturday, which I never do. Yeah. Mum's gone wild, mate, out on the town. I think I've seen that video. <laughs> Consists of me drinking three glasses of Chardonnay. Is that all you had? <laughs> no, I had a cocktail too. Wow, four it drinks. It was called Secret Garden. I love cocktails. It was actually really delicious. You would have loved it. It had whiskey in it. Yeah. Whiskey and like elderflower and it was mm. orange with a bit of Aperol. It was actually a delight. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I really loved I'm it. I'm glad you're still paying for it five days yeah. later. <laughs> no, that's what's happened when I'm 35. And I get crippling anxiety as well with that's the hangover. Thing, yeah. And it lasts yeah, forever. You weren't, you weren't and really I always hungover. Get sick. You're just a bit dusty, would you say? Yeah, but the dustiness extended is extended. Yeah, Plus right. now I'm sick. That's what happens. Mm. I think I'm okay. Because I drank a lot of water, plus I had an espresso somewhere in there. Yeah, right. Anyway, this is not interesting to anyone else. Not interesting at all. So let's get on with the point of the show, which is recommending you stuff. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Um, Yeah, I'll go first. Let's do it. I'll go first. All right, James, strap yourself in. Oh, my God. Get your balls ready. Get my podcasting seat, belt and airbag ready. And balls ready. And my balls. As I said. My podcasting balls. Yeah. Question on a side note. Balls retreat, right, into your body? Not like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, not like, like just like up slightly. It's not like a, yeah. they don't go fully into <laughs> your body. Oh, okay. Or maybe some people's do, but mine don't. All right. Okay. Because this is a question that I had. Do they retreat because of temperature or do they retreat when like you're scared? Like, Whoop. I think it can be both. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, um, it's just like a protection thing. Because they're, they're technically the, your most like your body oh, perceives it as one of the most vulnerable. vital moments, yeah. vital components. Vital moments. But it is a vital moment <laughs> because it's all about like procreation, whether or not you want to have kids, your body still like protect your balls at all costs. I see. Yeah. So really your ball should be like in your skull. There should be a thick layer of bone around them, <laughs> but they're, they're very exposed. Yeah. Such an odd thing. I've always thought that was a really odd thing that you've just got an organ that hangs out there. But it's so vulnerable. I don't know what to tell you. It's Wiggling just, around. It's just and always it moves been there. Out without your own volition sometimes. Well, Isn't it's not it? something you can like control. Or, you know yeah, it's not like mean? a finger. No, it's not like a finger. <laughs> Imagine if it was like a finger. Gross. I know why rad. this. I just suddenly occurred to me that I thought that was quite interesting that like they'll retreat if it's cold, but also just like if you're scared, they'll like go in a little bit. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. I can't think of a specific example. But I'm pretty sure that's the case, yeah. Like it'll make Because I'm not like, oh, I'm scared. And then I look at my, like, how my balls, like, that's not. <laughs> and they've, like, gone back, they've squirreled back Because if there. I'm scared, I'm not They're looking like, at my balls. Yeah. Let, us, let us know when it's safe to retreat to, like, you know, yeah. drop back down again. If I'm scared, I'm not looking at my balls. I'm looking around for danger. You know what I mean? 
All right, but would you cover your balls while you're doing it? No. <laughs> Get your hands free. You've got to protect other parts of your body as well. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Other vital organs. Like your nipples. Yeah, they're very important. That's right. Ugh, imagine if you had retreating nipples. Imagine. What a world. Imagine what I mean, a world. pointless for me. But, uh, yeah, true. But, you know, interesting. Anywho, yeah, side Yeah, really note. interesting. All right. Hang on, I'm just going to let the dog out. Who let the dog out? James. James did. He let it out. This is a real waffle of a start, everybody. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're all right out there. We're sending you lots of love in old COVID land, wherever you are. Uh, and it's he's back. He's back, back in action with his balls intact. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about balls so much. Who knows? It's my cold. I'm yeah, trying to push through. I don't know. Okay, so my We will make this a quick one and you're like, what if we talk about balls for five minutes? <laughs> hey, it's got, everything is content. It's, I guess it is. <laughs> All right, so here I go. All my right. two recommendations this week, ironically, are both from people called Nat. That is so ironic. I know. Now, because I've had a bit of a balls of a week, <laughs> don't mind my balls pun. That's not a pun. It's well, anywho, and I'm not feeling so crash hot. Haven't been able to read very much. Also, it's been Christmas time and we've been allowed back out of the house. So I've had like a thousand things on, mm. like seeing people, which I haven't it's too busy. for so it's too long. too many things on every day with some shit. I know. My sparkling wit and personality takes mm. a lot of energy to maintain. <laughs> I'm pretty low you know? energy a lot of the time. But, Shock. Uh, but it's, uh, you know. People would be shocked to find that But I know what out. you mean. You go out, you got to you got to maintain a certain like. Level of energy. Yeah. yeah. And so by the time I get home, I have literally not even got the energy to watch anything so I fall asleep except for short videos on uh, Instagram on and, the, and the YouTubes. I still don't understand TikTok. I know there are people gasping everywhere. Don't, I just Nobody don't who listens it. to the show is gasping that we don't go on TikTok. <laughs> Everybody I enjoy knows. TikTok, but I watch my TikTok videos on Instagram. <laughs> That's very yeah. uh, whatever generation oh, no, you are. are. We mille- we're not millennials. Are we millennials? We're millennials. We're millennials. It's like old millennials. So my first recommendation is <laughs> this is going to make me sound like the old millennial that I am. Her name is Natalie Angel. It's an Instagram account called Let Me Try Before You Buy. Now, it has about 80,000 followers and growing. She only started it this year. Oh. And it began from a Facebook marketplace kind of sort of thing that she had going where she would sell clothes, like yeah. her old clothes, and she started creating little videos for women to show them what the sizing was like and the the material and the fit, all that kind of stuff. And she very quickly realised, because she's a size 16, which happens to be the average size of a woman in Australia. Yeah, Size 16, 14 to 16. And so most of, and it's changing a little, but really most of the targeted campaign advertising that goes into clothing over here, and I'm I'm assuming really globally, is directed at women size 8 to 10. Yeah. And often for young women as well, even if the brands are for older women or just women who are like over 30 um, and who have had kids as well. And your body changes so much after you have kids. Yeah, so women are a size 14 to 16 generally, but they're not advertised to. And particularly I think this year because everyone's been doing a lot more shopping online, Mm. online shopping for women is just severely lacking and often highly stylized in the way they advertise if they do advertise in videos. And it does really not give you a really good indication, particularly if you're women oversized 10 Mm. who struggle with, finding things that fit your particular shape because I think there's a myth around there that women generally have this one sort of boobs, tiny waist, hips, 
kind of thing going on. And yeah. women come in all different shapes and sizes. Like trees. Like trees and snowflakes and other things that are unique, like fingerprints. Yeah. Um, women are like fingerprints. They are. That's genius. We should put that They're on a T-shirt. Found, it, found doing crimes, found at crimes. I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. He's really scraping at the bottom of the old proverbial barrel. Mm. Anyway, and I found I identified that in myself. So she started, Natalie started making videos and became the like quite unique in her Instagram style in that she only does videos and they're quite casual. They're filmed in her home and she will go through a rack of clothing and just try on different things for a size 16 figure and show you really great tips and tricks about how to make it work depending on whether you're an apple shape or whether you're an hourglass shape or whatever shape you are. If you've got big boobs or little boobs, all those sorts of things. That what if you've got boobs on your back? Well, well. She doesn't have a video on that, so mm. really I should stop recommending this one. Maybe I'll start an account for women with boobs on the back. You don't have boobs on your back, so you can't. Yeah, I don't think you feel yeah. like you'd be the good voice hey, for that. Hey, don't let me my dreams be dreams. Okay, well, your dreams can be dreams. You can have surgically. I could be anything I want. You can surgically get boobs grafted onto your back. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, what I love about her, and I've just been, when I'm really tired, I love watching her videos. She calls you babe and just kind of... I don't know. There's something about her. I think it's just seeing a woman who has a figure like mine. Do you reckon you know? I could call you babe? You reckon Definitely I could be not. one of those guys? Definitely not. Babe. We are not those. Babe, look at this. not that family. Babe. No, no. Can I continue with my recommendation? Sure, babe. Jesus. Oh, Lord. Little does she know I'm calling her babe like the, <laughs> like the movie Babe. <laughs> Sorry, go on. La, la, la. That's right. Excellent. Deceptive marketing. For that song, because he's babe. actually doing the whole Christmas theme. It's not just doing la, la, la. He does, like, the whole thing. Anyway, go on, sorry. Okay, right. It is a really good movie. We watched it oh, with really? our son. Yeah, anyway. So uh, what I love about Natalie is that her tips and tricks, but more to the point, while she's showing you different clothes and ways to wear them and lengths of things, like she also goes really deep into brands that have great um, sizing ranges. So often brands will have like a size 8 to 12, right, which is ridiculous because when the average woman is size 14 to 16, you're completely missing the mark there and then women end up having to just wear big potato sacks half the time Mm. because things don't fit properly. And you end up eating more potatoes to get more potato sacks. so annoying. Which adds to your... Just just because you're just like a standard man with a standard man size. I'm not a standard man. You don't understand the struggle. It's so linked into our self-esteem and how we feel about ourselves and I'm getting serious now. So drink your bloody cola drink with zero calories and let me say my bit. Um, And I think particularly after women have kids, their self-esteem starts to plummet through the bloody floor because you just don't see your kind of figure represented anywhere. And it's so damaging. And it's, and I think as well, it's kind of subtly sabotaging because um, it's sometimes overt, but often the messaging is subliminal. Like you, it's not like big signs saying, you're weird, you're a size 14 to 16, you don't belong. But that's that feeling that you get when you go into stores that oh, I have to, there isn't really anything in here for me. Yeah. Or women who are sizes that are larger than that too and all should be celebrated at whatever size they are. So she often chooses brands that are a size 8 to 22, oh, which cool. is so inclusive. Yeah. And there's no kind of shame around what size yeah. you are. And this it's, is stuff you can order online as yeah, well. Yeah, it's all yeah, yeah. what you can order online. You can even in a lot of these sites, like there's one called Bird's Nest online, where you can actually put in your type of shape of body as well. Mm. And then they'll give you recommendations 
recommendations for outfit choices. And so all of that is so inclusive and wonderful and it's about celebrating you at the shape that you are in the colors that you are rather than wearing a black sack and trying to hide away and so she kind of gives you this really wonderful message that you're beautiful um, in the shape that you are now because often the other dangerous thing women do is we just torture ourselves and think well I won't buy anything nice until I'm X size. Ah, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. this isn't my real size. I'll wait. I, I don't deserve to wear something that's a bright pattern and a cool color and makes me yeah. feel good because I won't be this size and I shouldn't be this size. Yeah, yeah. And what happens then is that sometimes you can spend years just losing yourself and wearing stuff that makes you feel like crap because Maybe you. forever. Yeah. And mm. you see that women, it does happen with their self esteem. It's like this kind of cycle, you know, where I, where I think. We should be valued for what we can do rather than what we look like. However, there is something really empowering about putting stuff on that makes you feel good that can support your self-esteem and that's cheerful and colourful and bright and um, Natalie really goes into a lot of that kind of stuff, patterns and colours and not being shy, like not shying away from clothes um, and trying to just fade into the background. So anyway, I just love her and I love those videos and they're really inspiring and have made me want to change my wardrobe a little bit. Have you noticed I've been wearing more colour? I haven't noticed you're you're looking very colourful. Thank you. It's made me feel Unlike better the potato sacks you used to wear beforehand. <laughs> anyway, so that's let me try no, before I you buy No, I definitely noticed that. Yeah, you've got some really nice clothes at yeah. the moment. Yeah. And I just bought them online and I used um, the measurements and the sites that she recommended mm. and it's just made me feel good about my post-prego bod. Excellent. Okay, your turn. I'll read my thing out now. I'll talk about my thing. This is actually recommended to me by Mason. I finally got onto it uh, over this last week or so. It's called The Detectorists. Uh, it's written and directed and starring Mackenzie Crook. You know Mackenzie Crook? He's Gareth from The Office. Ah, uh, yes. The real skinny guy. He's yes, also the guy yes. with, if people who don't watch The Office, he's the guy with the wooden eye from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. That's where I know him. He's in that as well. He's got a very classic bowl cut. He does. He, that was something he had for the show. That's not something he has in real life. Oh, really? Uh, no. Aww. Though he does. I remember watching some behind-the-scene office stuff and he was filming that show while he got married, so he's got a bowl cut in his wedding photos. <laughs> but uh, so this show, it's, it stars him. It stars uh, Toby Jones, who – do you know Toby Jones? No. Nah. You'd, know, you'd know him if you saw him. Uh, he's been in like Would Doctor I? Would who. he know me if he saw yeah, me? Yeah, he'd definitely know you. He's in like Truman, especially in all your bloody beautiful clothes. That you've My got colourful, bright he's out, in, like, out of fit. This guy, you know this guy? Oh, I know him. Yeah, he's great. Yes. He's the, he, he's he played one, Truman Capote. Yes, he did. He was, uh, he's, he's like an evil Doctor Who in his mind in one episode or whatever. Anyway, it also stars Rachel Sterling and her mother, Diana Rigg. Do you know Diana Rigg? Yes. Yeah, she's, she recently passed, but she's in like Game of Thrones and Doctor Who and the original... Avengers TV series and a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, she's fantastic. Um, so Andy and Lance, they're friends who share a passion for metal detecting. And although they act like old, I'm reading this, by the way, although they're acting, obviously, <laughs> they're acting like an old married couple uh, griping at each other. There's a true bond. Oh, it sounds so bloody familiar. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> true bond between the two and they have a common dream, finding a priceless collection of items that would cement their place in detecting history. So it's essentially about mm. these two guys in their, like, mid to late 40s and they live in this small country English like town, and there's a murder in midsummer. No, it's not midsummer like murder. It's like no? super low stakes, and ah. it's literally just them. A lot of them is just them in the field with metal detectors, just like having conversations, just looking for stuff. And often they just find like, uh, like nails and like tin cans or whatever. But they're looking for like the thing, and there's like rumors of like there might have been like a burial ground there because you know the English countryside or England in general. 
it's just like a thoroughfare of like history and different invaders and do you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, it's, it's been there for, well, it's always been there, but do you know what I mean? There's like, there's thousands upon thousands of years of history just like beneath the surface, do you know what I mean? So that's what they're looking for. But also at the same time, it's it's about detecting, but it's not really about detecting. It's about like, it also often parallels their real life. It's about like dream chasing and family and mateship and like finding your place in the world if you're like directionless and all these kinds of things. But it's got this like beautiful like small town kind of vibe to it. It is like a Midsummer Murders, but there's no there's murders. no murder. It's like really like low key and like quietly funny, and it's just brilliant. It's it's one of, one of those places where you kind of like when the like the the theme song kicks in and you see like the English countryside. It's really like quite relaxing and like. And oh. quite like uh, serenic, is that the word? Serene. serene. I think you meant serene <laughs> yeah. or picturesque. Picturesque, yeah. And it's there's three seasons, there's 19 episodes, uh, and that's it. So there's like the first two seasons, there's a Christmas special and there's one more season. And it's just fantastic. It's really great. Again, Mackenzie Crook star, starred in it, directed it, wrote it, um, and, it, and it's all wrapped up. And it's just, it's so, you'd love it. You'd really love it. You love English countryside I stuff, do. right? I do. I find that so mm. – I actually find it really relaxing whenever – that's why I, I think genuinely why I watch all of those murder shows. Yeah. <laughs> just for this fact that it's set in a small country town in England. Mm. You know, yeah. there's, it's just something very – I wonder actually – whether part of me, it's like a genetic thing, like a throwback to Maybe, our roots yeah. or something, because you're very Irish. I am. Very, I'm Irish English. But yeah, yeah, Irish most, English. Yeah. And mm. there's something very familiar and yeah, kind totally. of home. And it's probably homely. growing up with that as well, like because I grew up with a lot of TV like that looked like this, like a lot of BBC. Yeah, I do too. Valley Kiss Angel. Valley Kiss Angel. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's BBC. That's Irish. I don't know if it's BBC. But anyway, no. But it's you know. There's also similar like similar vibe. There's also they've got this like small detect like metal detecting club, so it's just all the kind of oddballs from the town that kind of gather every week and just talk about metal detecting and talk about all the buttons they found and things like that. <laughs> and there's like two rival detectorists who are like trying to trying to move in on their patch of land and all this kind of stuff. It's just fantastic. It's so good. It's uh, the first two seasons are on Netflix, and the third season I had to get elsewhere. But all yeah, right. I'm the really excited. Detectorists I'm watch really that. like if you love like The Office or like. Uh, I don't know. If you like British comedy, you'll like it. Okay. It's really, again, it's like, it's not gags. It's like quietly, like very funny. Okay. And you run out and the characters are really endearing as Is well. Is it that kind of timing, that quiet comedy yeah, timing? Yeah, exactly. You know and where they, they hold a moment just that yes, extra bit long? definitely. And it's that makes it that tiny bit more awkward. Totally. And it's just excellent. Wow. And they talk about things like, did you watch QI last night or whatever? And they talk about the new host for QI and like people who watch QI yeah. was hosted by Stephen Fry and then um who took it over. Um, anyway, they talk about like, it. yeah, but uh, just things like that. And it's just, it's funny. It's really funny. All right. Loved it. Seriously, that's one of the first recommendations you've made for a while that I'm definitely going to check out. Yeah, you definitely should. You you would genuinely love it. And Is look, it Claire, Sandy Toxvig. Yes. And Sweet. I know you hate Ooh. men. And it's not. A, and it's mostly about men, Claire. No, that's not true. I don't hate men at no, all. I, know, I, I love men. I'm in love with a few men. <laughs> yeah, a few. But uh, specifically, yes. you and us. I know. So, I know. You know not that but, many. Um, On a side note. How hilarious was uh, our son's level of energy in his Christmas concert today? Hey, if you're looking around, there's a there's varying degrees of energy. I, yeah, I would have to he say was he was on he was, the low end. No, he, I, would say, I saw kids who just sat there, just staring, just staring <laughs> off to the side. He was not far off that. 
But to be fair, I think he'd broken his favourite toy. Yeah, yeah, that Kinder, day, yeah. And he and looked he had, devastated. And he had like no sleep. I yeah. thought he was really sad about finishing Kinder, but it was that he'd broken his favourite toy. His buckle gun. His buckle gun that he's like his friend that he talks to all the time. Mm. I'm sort of sneakily thinking about buying him a new one. Anyway, that's right. just that's a boring parenting story. Well, can I recommend my second nat to you? Of course you? you can. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, right. So this is another delight. Um, Nat's What I Reckon YouTube channel. Did you know about Nat's What I Reckon? I was actually, I'd, when you saw it, I I quickly watched a few videos as you were. As you were ah, um, watching it. Yeah, I just yeah. gave it a cup, gave it a quick look, say, but go Ooh, on. So I've been watching it a little bit during the pandemic and I kind of rewatched some just to kind of mm. refresh my memory again. And I've seen him a bit on Socials and stuff. So he's he's a metal drummer actually, yeah. um, and a Sydney comedian. And so before the pandemic hit uh, in Australia, he had about eighty five thousand followers on YouTube yeah. and did a lot of kind of videos in this kind of signature style. And then ISO hit and he started doing cooking videos about cooking from home in his kitchen. Um, and he was taught to cook by his dad, who I think was a professional chef. Oh, okay. And so each video um, has clocked up around 5 million views, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, and one him fans um, in the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, DJ Carl Cox and the actor Yael Stone. As well, so he's he's done really really well. Is he on? Is he? He looks like he's in Byron. Not Byron. He looks like he's in. Um, he's in Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Uh, not Byron. What's it called? That beach. What are you talking about? Uh, Bondi. Bondi. He looks like he's in Bondi. Bondi. Yeah. He potentially could. Well, he lives in Sydney. Yeah. Um. So he's got a real thing about um, jar sauce and packet risottos. Yeah. And so he's taking a, a real war against them. And and he was sort of he just basically yells a lot in a really ochre Australian accent and swears a lot. Mm. But his cooking style's just really like he knows what he's doing, but yeah. it's not. Fa- he doesn't make it fancy yeah. or bullshit. He just like. Kind of yells at you a bit, like settle down, champs. But he's also really warm Mm. and accepting, and doesn't make cooking seem scary or elitist or anything like that. It's all and he's really, really supportive. And what I loved about it too was that he's done these segments called "Is It Shit," which is basically like a review sort of videos. And in one particular one, he reviews his anxiety and depression. Oh, wow, okay. And so he talks a lot and, and his videos are kind of peppered with that, with mental health strategies and how cooking is one of those things that's really helped him with his mm. mental health. And I think that's one of the reasons why it took off because they're so funny but also there's a real heart to them about just accepting yourself for who you are yeah. and the joy in the little things, which is I think what got a lot of people through, for us anyway, when we were in lockdown. And if you're in lockdown somewhere else, Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this too, small things done well right, okay, can really yeah. help you, yeah, especially definitely. if you're not someone that's living with like huge amounts of kids and like an essential worker. If you're someone who's alone or just with housemates or something mm. um, and or you've lost a job, 
the idea of just small things done well, like, and life is just full of those. So mm. tiny accomplishments like cooking a good meal, cleaning the chopping board really well, putting everything away properly, you know, folding your clothes. I think uh, that can really help. Absolutely. I, one of these cooking tips that I saw was when he's cooking risotto, he goes, how do you know when it's ready? And he goes, I oh, know you eat it and it tastes right. He goes, you've had rice before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's... That's right. Totally, yeah. exactly right. He, I'm like the one that made me giggle. One of my favorites is when he talks about iso bolognese, mm. and he's like just on this rampage about people putting all this extra shit in it, like zucchini and mushrooms. And he turns to the camera, he's like, "I know at this point you want to put some zucchini and mushrooms in. Don't be doing it. No zucchini. Like it's just like really funny and." But also true, he puts milk in his bolognese, oh, really? which is like the traditional way of doing it. Zucchini does suck. Yeah, well, see, I, but I see it. I think when you've got kids, you're trying to sneak as many vegetables into that bolognese sauce as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. The other really funny ones he does is this series, um, and this is very specific, I think, to Australia. There's Toyota Camrys are a type of car. Oh, yeah. And they always have a, a box of tissues on the back seat. Yes, they do, yeah. <laughs> And if you and it's just so I think it's so Australian specific, but he has a real like rampage. He has a video and then a follow up video about how ridiculous it is that tissues would be on the back window because that's like the most ridiculous the place. If you need a tissue, yeah. why you're not going to be able to reach? You have to get out of your car to get it. And then he sits in the car and goes through all the other places that there could be a tissue box that is like way more practical and then he times himself and shows you that like it would actually be faster for you to have the tissues in the boot than to have them on the back seat of the car (laughs) and he's just walking around a car park like showing like he's like tissue box tissue box tissue box it's fucking weird why is everybody doing it and I just it made me giggle because it is and it's a really good question yeah I reckon it's because everybody's seen other people do it yeah and they used to have the tissue boxes when I was a kid covered in like a tissue box cover Oh, yeah, I remember, remember those. That? Yeah, what was with that? I actually even reckon your parents might have a tissue box on their back. 100% they back, would. Um, that must I have had, been a thing. When I had a, a Hyundai Lantra <laughs> model 1993, my first Ooh, car, I'm pretty sure I had a tissue box. That was a good box. one. Yeah, I loved that car. It died in Geelong. but uh, It on did the on the way to the place. beach, yeah. I remember, on the side of the road. And then I didn't get another car for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we just, we just had one car between or us. Or just travelling uh, Traveling the world, being Traveling free. Traveling the world, fat, footloose and fancy free. Yeah. Anyway, so that's and that's what I reckon you should. Oh, another interesting fact about Nat from mm. the he's just no surname. He was supposed to launch his first live comedy tour ah. this year, um, and that's why he ended up doing these YouTube cooking videos instead. And his girlfriend like films and edits and produces mm. them. And the other thought thing I thought was interesting, he started cooking more because he had to one of his lungs removed. Oh shit. And he was like put on quite a lot of weight, he couldn't exercise and he yeah. found it really difficult to breathe. And so he had to try and lose weight and get healthier and why one of the ways he, he did how, it was he, cooking. Why did he get one of his lungs removed? It doesn't say. Really? In the yeah, I I researched and he hasn't said exactly why. Yeah. But obviously that's major surgery obviously. Yeah, my grandpa got one of his lungs removed on my dad's yeah. side. But that was like it was lung cancer related. Yeah, I mean, look, it could have been cancer. I mean, I, was, I don't he know. smoked for like 50 years. I mean, yeah, look, I, so, I, look yeah. I don't know. But I thought that was also really interesting and I think that kind of colours his style of comedy. Like it's ridiculous and funny and really like out there and sweary but he's also just really accepting and yeah. really kind of kind and the way he talks openly about his mental health struggles I think is really empowering and actually quite good for kids, even though he drops a lot of F-bombs uh, and, you know, all those things. Much. I don't think swearing is that big a deal. 
Oh, yeah, I don't know. I grew up in house with no swearing. Oh, so did I, but I just think. Um, yeah, anyway, I but mean, I think yeah. people have been like remaking the views with their kids, like their sort oh, of 12, cool. 13 year old kids and sending it to him. And mm. I think that's, yeah, really, really cool person to follow. Also, Dave Grohl, what a legend. Dave Grohl, because he was also, uh, he had a, a drumming challenge with the girl, you know. I, you I that saw video of the girl that with Dave Grohl. Did, uh, oh, she yeah. played, um, she had a few. She did Everlong. She did. Um, She's the one who I can't. I can't remember. That song. was a beautiful way. I got, I'm trying to think of it as uh, oh, what the hell is it? it? Might be in bloom. I can't remember. Anyway, I had um, I had one I was going to talk about that was a little bit longer, but I might save that for next week. So what I've done, I've sent you uh, a clip to your email if you just have a look Ooh. now because I want you to re- watch it and and react live. It's only 20 seconds long. It's called Goth Knows What He's Doing. I recommend before we play this clip that you should go and watch it yourself. It's only 20 seconds. It'll it'll play better than the audio of it, just just so people know. All right. So you want gonna, me to just play it? I just it? want you to play it. It's coming. It'll come through as well. But I recommend people watch this. So just for a bit of context, not that you need it. Intellectual. Oh. This is about, uh, this is from Wife Swap, and this is that they're introducing the family, a family of goths. Right, okay. and the dad who who's the head of the family, head of the family, but he's because the man is well, the head it's of kind the of family. framed that way. If you watch this, guy. no, but that yeah, that is. But a, I just a, this sorry. got randomly recommended to me yesterday, and I watched it, and I so can you go? To, so it's basically introducing this goth dad. So if you could just go back to the start and just play it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. You, am I? Yeah. You don't need to okay, know It's called that. Goth Knows What He's Doing. Yeah. Intellectual Eric prides himself on being a connoisseur of arts and creativity, from gravestones to ballet. I think I'm well-read. I think I'm well-spoken. I think I'm well above average. It is important to me to carry myself in a manner where people are going to say, you know what, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> oh, he's got a cape. He's got a cape. And he's looking around his living room with yeah. a top so I looked into this more, this particular episode, but this is a dude who's like... His hair is so long. Yeah, he's a goth. He's got a purple... He's, he's one of those guys because there were a lot of goths when we were younger. And every now and then you'll catch a goth who's like 45 and you're like, he's still goth. Look at this guy. He's still being goth, <laughs> which is fine. Whatever. Do whatever you want to do. But he's funny because he's putting his goth values on his kids. He's making them dress like dress like goths and one kid's like, I don't. I want to I play sport. And he's like, you'll do ballet. And he's like, I'm cultured and you do ballet. And he's like... It's all about freedom of expression and people are like, well, he doesn't want to do ballet. He wants to play football. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he's exactly. like, no, culture, ballet. And I just saw that clip and it's just so fun. It's so perfect. So basically what it is, it's a guy talking about how cultured he is and how he knows what he's doing and then he sweeps a cape across his face like Dracula and like struts across the room. <laughs> that last two seconds yeah, of that so video timed. is exactly, yeah. it's so and good. And the comments, it's I just went so through good. the comments and they're so funny. It's like. The comments like, uh, well, good thing he knows what he's doing because I don't know what the fuck he's doing or whatever. And one of the comments is, just says, um, <laughs> what does it say? Imagine if he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just thought it was really hilarious. I don't know. It's something about, it just got me. It recommended me at like one in the morning and I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and Goth doesn't know, Goth, Goth knows what he's doing. <laughs> I think, look, the paradox in all of that is that nobody knows what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. It, like nobody knows no, what they're doing at the end of the day. If but, 2020 has taught us anything, yeah. it's that. I really looked into it though because I watched more of this episode. I don't know why I'm stuck on this one thing, but it's like because they wife swap and they wife swap with um, the woman who comes into their family is like she's from like a hockey-loving family and she's like to the son like, do you want to come and play hockey? And he's like, yeah, I don't know because my dad won't let me or whatever. And she's like, hey, he wants to play hockey. And he's like, he doesn't want to play hockey. He wants to do ballet or whatever. And it's oh. like, it's weird because it's like the opposite of what you'd 
what you, you would think normally do. You used to like do. the Billy yeah. Elliot story of the kid who's forced to yeah, do to one do thing, sport. but he wants to do ballet. It's like the opposite, and it's just it's real. I find it really hilarious and, and tragic that it's like he thinks he's doing like the, the right, right thing, thing, but he's actually not listening to the to what the kid actually wants. wants I think that's a do. really like so it came from this one thing. I'm like. Well, because I'm very much against like forcing kids to do things that they don't want to do, even though as a parent, often you like you want to or you'll even try to at totally. times and you catch yourself being like, what the fuck am I doing? But um, yeah. but then again, at the same time, there's also things that you kind of have to make kids do to be like, you have to know this and you need to learn this particular thing. But yeah. Exactly. It's such a fine line. But anyway. It is. I know. I've I read something really interesting about parenting. It was Glenna Doyle Untamed again. I just I love that woman. And she talks about how. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could live in a world where parenting is about um, discovering who your child is, yeah. not trying to make them into the person 100%. you want them to be. And it's unwrapping the treasure that they already yeah. are. And to do that, and my mum said that too actually, that it's giving them so many different opportunities and pushing them to discover more about who yeah. they are and then, and just watching that unfold. And isn't, wouldn't that be wonderful if we could do that for our yeah, kids? absolutely. And I just thought that's and so great. It's not about just letting them do nothing. It's about oh, putting no, yeah. so many different experiences in front of them and seeing what they're drawn to. Yeah, you what know? they gravitate towards, exactly. Totally. All right, I think that's the show. That's the show. Oh, you've got a, you've got a letter though, don't you? I or do. A- so if you would like to run into the show with your recommendation, we would love you to email us. However, you can also send in a voice memo. So there's a little voice memo app on your phone, um, whether you're an Android or an iPhone user, and you just can record yourself, make sure you say right up top who you are, where you're listening from, and then tell us your recommendation and just make them short and sharp. Um, we would just love to hear from you. Otherwise, you can also email the show at suggestions pod at gmail.com just like ben k has done thank you so much ben k let's go ben k let's listen to him let's go ben k hi claire and james i'm ben from south of canada pennsylvania more specifically but before my suggestion i just wanted to thank you both for the beautiful weekly content i'm hard pressed for role models these days because as it turns out a lot of the people i looked up to growing up are idiots from my (laughs) hockey coach being arrested for stealing money from the club to observing the foolish behavior and opinions perpetuated by the adults in my life on social media it's easy to feel like everything i grew up knowing was a lie Fortunately, I have the two of you and Mason, too, to look up to as folks with a bit more life experience than I, but a lot of common interests and a shared desire for some updated honesty in the way we frame our worldviews. Plus, as a person in a committed relationship with my partner looking for how we can take our next steps after having graduated into the COVID economy, it's nice to see how the two of you are able to stay so unequivocally yourselves while embarking on life together. Anywho, time for my suggestion. I'd like to suggest an album written by some friends of mine in Pittsburgh, PA, and a Midwestern emo slash math rock band called Short Fictions. Mm. It's sort of old news as it just hit its first birthday last week, but I've gotten a lot of (laughs) mileage out of it. Titled Fates Worse Than Death, this beautiful but at times chaotic album describes life in Pittsburgh with some of the looming threats of climate change and endless gentrification breathing copious amounts of carbon dioxide down their necks. You have to be prepared for a slightly unpolished punk aesthetic, but right with references to classic poetry Mm -hmm. and Pittsburgh's own Mr. Rogers, the album captures some beautiful sounds and feelings that describe how kids these days are feeling about the state of the world. It's available everywhere music is streamed, but listeners should consider finding it on Bandcamp so the band can get the most out of your support. My favorite song is Nothingness Coiled at the Heart of Being. 
parentheses, such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling. At uh, whether you check it out or not, I hope <laughs> everyone at Planet Broadcasting and all the folks listening have a wonderful holiday season and a much better 2021 than this last year has been. Thank you all and take care. Oh, my goodness. What a lovely I I was gonna say, email message, a voice memo. I know. Thanks so much, Ben. And I just thought he sounded a little reminiscent of you at he's the got beginning. A, uh, he's, got, he's, got, he's got a certain, like, he's got a voice for, uh, he's a very professional sounding voice. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, Super yeah. professional. I know. Also, don't look up to us. We'll let you down in the end. <laughs> uh, no, we appreciate that. We no, really I think that's not uncommon that. where, like, you grow up and then you look around and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, totally. Like, it happens yeah. all the time. Like, it totally does. It's. I think I'm feeling that exact same thing that Ben is feeling that a lot of the things that I grew up thinking that were the truth or totally stable mm. have really been upended over the last few years. Yeah. You know, just I think the way that we grew up um, in the way now the planet has changed so much and Definitely. and all of the, the impact of climate change, I feel like all these things that I thought the world was like have mm. actually turned out to not be exactly the case. And the, the grown-ups and the politicians, that the leaders of our world seem a lot less stable than what we kind of had thought. Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, so I totally agree with you, Ben, and uh, thanks for writing in. Oh, yeah, thank you. Really, really, a lot. We really appreciate that. I find that really interesting as well that, like, because I used to fear when I was a kid, I think I've talked about this before, that the adults didn't know, like, that the generation coming up didn't know what they're doing and we're going to be in trouble. And then I just grew up and I realised, oh, everyone's just fucking no one knows what they're doing. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think I've talked about this before. But, yeah. But, yeah, but I think that it's it's funny little story before we go. I was speaking to somebody the other day who, um, who I've known for a very long time and I didn't even remember this but they said in like in 2008 because there was all the talk of like gay marriage and whether like a, uh, gay couples can adopt kids. And I don't remember this at all and basically they said that they, they shouldn't. And I apparently talked them around to being like, well, what about this person we know? Does that mean just because they love somebody does that, and, but they're gay, does that mean that doesn't count and they can't have kids or they can't get married? Is that what you mean, this person that we know? And I didn't even know. I don't remember this conversation. I, I, but then this person told me recently, it was like, that like helped turn them around on that. And I'm like, oh, cool. I did a good thing. <laughs> In 2008. So, uh, I did, yeah, I just thought that was really like um, – what amazing! Like, amazing that you know you can change someone's mind. That but amazing that people can like can be more can be accepting and totally. Well, yeah. I just think that you just never know in those, and that's how the world changes in those small yeah. moments. Because really, I think people are going to people's minds are changed not by big sweeping social media stuff. It's by the other people in their lives often, or I guess people that they've come to know through social yeah. media, um, explaining something to them, and particularly. That's why I think gay marriage has changed so much because it's like everybody knows someone who, whether Absolutely, it's their cousin yeah. or their brother or their friend or a yeah. friend of a friend or their son or their daughter who is gay and identifies as queer. Mm. Um, and you know, it's very hard once you put it put a face to that whole idea. It is, yeah. To then disagree. So then be like, why don't you tell them that? Not, not yeah. that you, would, you know, I mean, you don't. Different, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's different than like yelling at somebody, which Definitely. is very tempting and. It's preferable for me, but yeah. Good on you, James, for Oh no, I, I didn't mean that. To, I didn't mean that to be a brag. I guess it was, no. but it more I meant it more as like a. Oh, yeah, you just cool. never know what your words are going to do. Don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, mm. 
Thanks, Ben. And uh, if you wanted to review the show, oh which would bloody help us, so let me tell you. You can help us big time. I got Where this right here. This is from uh, AJ Camiro says, 10K people strong. Says, write a five-star review because this podcast is great, but the great has an eight in it. But I also don't want to be on, on the list of 10,000 people that James hates, but the hate has an eight in it. Very good. You're off the list. I'm <laughs> down, down to 9,999. And this review is from VSVSVAHW. W J J J N A A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N A N this is a good show that's enjoyable. Really helps the show if you do want to give us a review. It Absolutely. Time, and thank you as always to Rob Collins who edits the show. Mm. And uh, we've been James and Claire from Suggestible we'll Pod. Because we'll have a Christmas-themed special. Christmas. Oh, mate, I'm so excited. You know how much I bloody love Christmas and I'm gonna the Christmas decorations. I'm going to bring terrifying Christmas things. Don't terrify me I like last year. year's Christmas special episode. God damn it. All right. That was terrible. All right. Stay safe out there. Sending you lots of love. Grab that gem. You see you next week. See you. That's bye. My That's other not the Weekly Planet. What my are you better doing? podcast. Good luck. All right. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.